Welcome to Gold Coast Insider, where we bring you business insights, stories, opportunities, and forecasts from movers and shakers across the Gold Coast. I'm your host, Estella Rodigiro. I'm CEO of Regional Development Australia Gold Coast. My guest today is Monica Russell. Monica is an expert lead at Materialize Australia, specialising in the integration of the company's medical software solutions within the Australia and New Zealand markets. In addition to her role at Materialize, Monica served as a valued member of the ADAPT 1.0 Advisory Board at Griffith University. Monica is the visionary founder of Ontic Ortho Solutions, a company dedicated to perfecting medical device placements through the development of precise 3D anatomical models for educational purposes. Her passion for medical technologies extends beyond her professional endeavours as she actively promotes the adoption of 3D technologies across various applications and industries. Welcome, Monica. It's absolutely fabulous to be speaking to you today. Thank you, fellas. Nice to be here. So I'm going to start with, can you tell me about your journey into the world that you are now in, in 3D printing? Yeah, sure. Um, well, thank you for having me. It's great to be now. This is my first podcast, so um, I apologize in advance for any mishaps, but um, yeah, happy to share my story. Yes, well, um, I started my journey with Materialize four years ago in 2019 when Materialize originally actually moved to the Gold Coast here. Um, prior to that, I come from, uh, you know, various, um, experiences and 19 years of experience and from the business and operational world. Uh, my journey actually probably led me to where I am today because I used to, um, work in large format 3D printing. So when I mean large format, you know, you think your faces, uh, building, load bearings, wind bearings, um, that kind of stuff. And I, I really was sort of hooked on how the, the printing machines work, how fast they can work what sort of materials you can test with, why can't you print in wood, um, screen printing. So I, I became really hooked on that. It, it was just, you know, very interesting to me. Um, I've always enjoyed the business world, but I'm also a technical person. So I need sort of a holistic, um, you know, approach to what I do so I can be involved in both. So that was uh, a very good role for me. And then I moved into more engineering um, and that was more in forestry, you know, large tanks, your sub tanks that go um, underground. And I, I did that for a few years, and that was also very interesting. I, I learned a lot. So it's it's very technical, and it's 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 a different world. It's a very male driven world, um, a very funny one at that. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think at one point there was like about thirty people um, in in the factory, and I was the only female um, in the office, only female. But you know, they're all great. They're fantastic. I had one time working there. I learned lots. Um, still have lots of friends um, from my my previous job. So. Yeah, from that, um, I came to Australia about seven years ago. Um, over here, I was working for a, a company called SNA Stairs, where they build um, custom-made stairs, and they work with people like Metricon. They've been around for about 120 years, very good company, family-owned. And I was doing the mass production planning and scheduling, so managing 15 installers, running the, the factory efficiently, and it was fantastic. I, I learned lots. It, it taught me lots of further technical abilities in a, in a completely different environment. And then materialized, um, you know, um, I saw, a, you know, one of those emails that you get from Seek. I saw this, um, yeah, this thing just pop up in my email. And I got curious. 
So I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll put my CV forward. I'm not an engineer by trade. I'm not a clinician by trade, but I took all the other boxes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did. I didn't write a cover letter. I just sent my CV. I thought, well, if, it, you know, if they find it interesting, they'll give me a call. And funny enough, which they did They're the same day. <laughs> all right. So that was about four years ago, wasn't it? So four years ago, you started with Materialize. Um, do you want to quickly give us an overview of what Materialize is and what it stands for? Actually, Materialize is quite a large company. Um, you know, we're, we're based around 34, um, cu- countries. Um, we have about 2,200 staff, maybe 2,300 now as of 2024. So, so we're quite large. So the base of Materialize is in Australia. Is that the Gold Coast? No. So, uh, we are a satellite office. Um, HQ is in Belgium. It is a Belgium company. Okay. This is in um, US and Ukraine, uh, Malaysia. One of our largest support offices for APEC region is, is in Malaysia. I think we've got about maybe 250 staff in Malaysia. So that kind of links us. So that's our major support hub for, for Australia. Uh, so Materialize specializes in 3D printing technologies. Materialize is well known in, in the medical industry in our, in our field and in, in um, biomedical engineering, engineering, academia and hospitals. But Materialize is much larger than that. Materialize also focuses on um, industrial manufacturing. Um, so if you think of, um, you know, your aerospace, um, footwear, um, robotics, um, you know, and the list goes on. We do so much on that side of the space as well. I don't know if you're aware of the movie called Black Panther, Materialized 3D printed the dress and the crown, um, the costume, um, the award, yeah, for the, that particular movie. So, yes, uh, Materialize is very, very diverse. Uh, Materialize has been around for 33-plus years. And um, our CEO originally started Materialize from his garage in the 90s. Oh, Seriously. So Materialize stands for a lot more than just the in the medical field. So do you work across those fields here in, in your role at the moment? No, we don't. Uh, we focus here in Australia. Our major focus is uh, medical and mass specialization, um, you know, materializes. And I, I think that was one of the values that really attracted me to materialize was its value in mass personalization and personalized uh, medicine for every patient. And materialize strongly believe in that. And, and they've always been a driver for it. And they always will. That's, it's a core value for the company to be able to, every, everyone deserves good health care. Yeah. And that's that's the big drive for Materialize to provide that healthcare for everyone, regardless of if you're a public patient or if you're a private patient. And unfortunately, in our world, and if you're a public patient, we all know that the treatment's not the same as if you're a private patient and you can afford private healthcare. So, mass specialization is a big driver for that um, in improving patient outcomes. So, what what specific challenges do, does Materialize address in the healthcare industry? So. So what exactly does Materialize do? So Materialize's um, key focus, so we make medical software um, that you can use for planning cases. Um, so you can, you know, um, you're not going into surgery, you know, unplanned, and it, it, it improves patient outcomes. So you, you can take your, your CT, your MRI, you put it into the system, you can analyze what you're going to do, and it will give you an outcome. And you can take that. You can also, also use the same technology to actually 3D print devices. So it could be your your guides, for instance, you know, if, if you're doing osteotomy case, or if you're doing your CMF, um, or if you're, you know, set up for manufacturing, then you could actually be printing an implant that you will use using the same technology um so there's that aspect of it but then we can you actually use that implant sorry mommy but can you actually use that implant yeah absolutely 3d print an actual 
Correct. To a replica of the patient's injured area. This is a layman's talk, isn't it? Take, <laughs> take it from there. Explain it from there. Don't yeah. keep going. So I'll, I'll explain it in this way. So Materialize specializes in three um, areas in, in, in the medical space. Oh. We do academia, which is your research and, and, and your innovation. Then we focus on hospital, which is most personalization, uh, point of care technology, which means holistic approach to mass personalization within the hospital environment. Oh. And then we do medical device companies. So we support medical device companies. We really are the backbone of that. So, you know, you see some of the large medical device companies where they will be using our technology and our engineers to be able to service their they technology in hospitals or creation of that particular technology. Oh. So that, that side of it, which is quite large, then you've got your hospital, which we were just currently talking about. And hospitals, we call them point of care centers, where we can have an engineer present or a number of engineers present. Um, then you will have, you know, cases that will come in where surgeons would normally just look at a CT and just go to surgery because that's all they had access to, or they would need to wait, say, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks to be able to get this, you know, um, get it from the outside. Now they can do all of this in house. So we have, um, number of point of care centers, like we've got HBI over here that you might have heard of, um, Chris O'Brien Lifehouse in, in Sydney. We've got Royal Perth, um, the newest one, one of the newest ones that we've established recently is um, Hunter New England um, in, in Newcastle. So they all have capabilities, uh, not just to be able to plan their they, um, operations before they go into third are using biomedical engineers, but they also can print um, implants that can be used. What are the implants printed from that are used? It can differ. Um, it, it, it is different medical grade um, plastic. You put it like resin, um, different types of resins. Um, but you can do uh, metal um, implants, which Materialize does, um, and it gets shipped here. They're highly regulated. So, um, you know, there's not many com- uh, hospitals that currently do metal implants, but they, they certainly will be if you've got the right technology because it is it is quite um, extensive, you know, well-regulated and as, as it should be. And also from health and safety, it, it requires you to have a very good facility um, to be able to do that. So that, that is really interesting. So the end result of, of this new technology has to be to the patient's benefit, like, and the surgeons, I guess. Less time in theatre. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Correct. Absolutely. You nailed it. And, and that's exactly what it is. And you can't treat, you know, it doesn't, one side shouldn't fit all. And, and that is the ambition, you know, materialized ambition for um, personalized medicine. Um, so, you know, it is everything that, that is used in, in custom um, environment with materialized. It is absolutely fitted to you. It cannot be used with anyone else. So let's say if you, um, if you needed a shoulder replacement, um, it will only be made to fit your shoulder, for example, and, you know, it can't be used on anyone else. If it, if you don't go ahead with the surgery, that needs to be thrown away. And that's the same goes for any sort of trauma cases that might be happening in hospital. You know, they've got a broken bone and, you know, they need a, a guide or something to sort of, um, you know, repurpose that, that particular bone. Um, it's made to you, you know, it, it can't be used with, with any other patient, which means it is uh, improved patient outcome. It means less revision. It means less um, equipment being used in OR. So, for example, before if you went into OR, you needed an implant, you know, they will bring in like 30 implants um, 
to say, okay, well, which is going to fit? And, you know, the surgeons that are going to decide and they might need to open 15 of them before they'll decide which is the right fit. But now um, with this using materialized technology, what you do is you can plan it ahead and you go, okay, well, these three are the best implants. This is, you know, we'll choose from this rather than having 30 in there. And that's not an exaggeration. You can actually end up with that number of um, equipment, um, kits in, in, in operation theater. So it saves time. Um, it, it lowers cost um, in our um, it's just, you know better patient outcomes all around so it, it it is a very beneficial technology and it is the future yeah well I'm, we'll we'll touch in on the future soon but I wanted to quickly move on to um ontic ortho solutions so your commitment to this field led you to the establishment of ontic ortho solutions um do you want to start that story like how did that evolve and how did you come up with the idea of establishing it and what was the vision for your company? Hmm. So this is a this is quite interesting story, as you probably read in my my bio. I'm sort of very immersed um, in academia. And it, it, it's, it is, and I, you know, that's part of my job. I, I go to all different universities, you know, I'm very immersed in what they do, what they're creating, uh, you know, research with purpose. Um, what are they looking to do with technology? How I can offer my expertise in that area. And, uh, you know, and Ontic was one of them. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't my idea alone. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you know, um, Associate Professor David Saxby from, from Griffith University and Professor Randy Bindra, who practices here at Gold Coast University Hospital, is also at, at GCOR here at Griffith. Um, it was actually one of their, their research um, projects that they've sort of been working on um, and they knew there was an issue and they didn't know how to fix it. And Randy being a surgeon, you know, he wanted better models. David being, um, you know, a researcher, he wanted to innovate something and they, they had this idea and we had talked about it before. And I said to them, and coming from the industry, I sort of looked at it and went, well, why don't you commercialize it? Um, you know, and I could see how being so involved in academia and in, in hospitals, you know, in my osteotomy cases and implants in, in the last three years, I could see how it could be beneficial. And I knew these companies around that do do similar things. Um, you know, there's only two companies that's, um, that's been around for the last, what, 30 plus years, um, in the US and Europe that have driven the market. So over here and particularly in the ANZ market, APEC region, if they need a, um, an atomic model to, to practice on devices, they have to, um, you know, a place that orders six months in advance. So, you know, and, and that was, that's also an issue, um, in our field. Anyway, so that's how the original idea developed. I mean, I guess for this particular project, I was driven by, um, you know, my, my personal vision, wanting to um, improve um, surgical training. And it came from a, a, a personal experience. Um, I lost my son seven years ago. Um, you know, he was stillborn in, in New Zealand. And in, at the time, when things were going wrong, I guess I was very naive, not being in the medical field. And without doubt, blindly, you if someone's got a blue coat on and you trust them until you realize there's medical negligence and they haven't had the right training. So, you know, I'm not a gynecologist. I don't come from that field. So I wanted to do some change or see something good come out of it, sort of really drove on tech. And, you know, I'm very grateful that my business partner sort of, you know, uh, they really saw the vision and they wanted to make the change and have a longer lasting impact. And that's how OnTech was born. There's three of us talking, wanting to solve a, a issue, wanting to improve patient care. So... What was the process of what is the process of creating realistic 
bone anatomy and fracture patterns for ontic surgical training models because a lot of it's around that training, isn't it? It's using these models to support training and and perhaps yeah, you know, with the ultimate result of of improved patient care. Yeah, absolutely. So the process is we use uh, materialized medical software, nice. approved software that, that you can use. Um, so we take patient um, CT scans um, of, of the actual bone. So it could be, you know, your your um, you know your lower bones. It could it be, be the, any bone, Monica. It could be any bone, basically. If it requires an implant or it requires any sort of instrument to be used on it, or Antec will create that model. So what we do, we take the the patient scan. Uh, we analyze that scan, then we use the data, depending on which medical device company we're working with. All the ONTIC solution looks like it's, it's a standard solution. It's not a standard solution. So each medical device companies we work with, it, they, it, it's customized to fit um, their solutions. So when surgeons are practicing with it, learning how to fix those devices or use their kit or any form of instrument, um, you know, they, they, it, they're getting the, the benefit of that. Oh, so it also it also develops um, the equipment that is used in surg- surgical areas within bones, is it? So, you know, it's like not using a screwdriver for you know, changing things, I guess. Exactly right. So medical device companies have their own kits that they use, and all these kits can be very different depending on which device is being used. I, I understand. So, you know, like we were just talking about one, you know, size fits all doesn't, doesn't, that approach doesn't work. And it's the same in the medical device industry where one size doesn't fit all. So just having a standard bone and you've got five different um, devices and instruments that you want to practice on, it's going to give different results. So if you've got different fractures, um, and different breaks in different part of the, the body, then you want to adapt your technology to be able to sort of enhance that, that for the surgeon. So they, they seeing that, okay, well, this application fits with this really well with this particular device or instrument and this is how it should be used rather than just your standard um you know bone models and that's where on tech fits in we use real data patient data ct scans to analyze that that's what we use to create um these models using 3d printing um and yeah then we see that the results are much much better so um, in what ways do you anticipate these models positively impact that surgical skills and also patient outcomes? So by um, learning how to do uh, do device placement, um, you know, having more training because, you know, there's a lack of um, cadavers available for surgeons to practice with. It's more regulated now, so it makes it very, very difficult. And even if they do get access to cadavers, you know, when they break a bone because it's been frozen, um, it can just shatter. So as an example, they don't get the practice they need. So they really do get a hands-on experience as to what a device should feel like when they're fixing it, when they're placing the certain screws, is it fitted over the bone correctly. Um, they get that authentic feel of, you know, if you were drilling through a bone, you go through like the, the hard bone, then you'll go like a soft tissue inside the cancellous bit and out the other end. And surgeons rely highly on their sensory to be able to do that. And that's what our bone model really assists with to be able to give them that feel because it is about feel because yeah, although you know you know when you're practicing you've got a whole bone that you can see in front of you and surgery is not like that you've got tissues you've got ligaments you've got all these things that cover it so they really do rely on on you know their sensory experience to be able to get do it correctly so looking ahead what are on ortho solutions goals for the future product development and advancements i guess in orthopedics surgical technologies 
Well, currently, you know, we, we have a number of goals and, and the idea is to be able to, you know, um, be global, um, to be able to service, um, not just orthopedic bone models, but also sort of go into veterinary, um, your CMF, um, applications as well, but also to move into the AR, VR technology. As we know, you know, um, physical models are very, very important, but you know, when you're going to surgery, you're going to have a lot more of, um, you know, you're using your, your, um, digital technologies as well for, for, being able to, you know, have that surgical experience. So we that that's part of the development plan for Antic to have a have an app, um, use that AR VR technology alongside the models to give more enhanced and more realistic experience for the surgeons. So Antic focuses on crafting highly realistic um bone and fracture models, correct? Providing an authentic like sensory experience for users to interact with these models. So as you're gearing up that uh, for surgical training in 24, you've just announced your latest innovation, which is transparent distal radius models. So that must be exciting for, for yourselves. Can you, you know, can you talk us through what that is? Yeah. So we actually launched um, two um, two products, um, transparent models. One is the the distal radius, um, and it is transparent. So it's got a bone fracture, realistic bone fracture patterns. So when surgeons used to train with those, when they're placing the plates on on them, and um, they'll be actually be able to see with what the screws are doing, for instance, how the the plates being placed to you know fix the the broken bone. Um, you know, normally you would need to X-ray to see what it's doing but you don't have to do that with those models you can actually see it using your eyes so it's a lot more um, beneficial for for training uh, we've also recently launched our tibia and fibia model um, which is your um, long bone on, on you know on the on the lower part of your body and that's for a nailing system where you know they actually draw a whole long nail in, into your into your bone to fix that broken bone and then you know they place screws so that's what that is doing uh, but that's again the purpose of that so they can actually see how they're fixing the devices on, on patients to you know enhance the, that experience and that knowledge so what excites you most about the future of 3d printing and its potential for positive change what what excites you and keeps you going so much so, so much <laughs> so much oh, that would be the answer yeah, so much. Uh, mass personalization, um, I think is, is very, very important. And, you know, um, you know, being able to give, um, personalized care to each individual person on this planet would, would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that, that's, that's our drive at materialize and that's kind of the drive at on tech, but at, at, at a different level, you know, uh, focusing on education, which is actually the very beginning part of 3D printing. That's where, you know, this is how engineers learn in, in universities when they come out. That's what they what they practice. So it's um yeah, so you know, I guess Antic kind of sort of fits into that that aspect of materialize as well. It just the focus on the education side while materialize actually manufactures the actual implants um and and the software to be able to, you know, have a whole Holistic approach. Yeah. Um, what role does AI play in all this, Monica? 
A lot of the algorithms um, now is is run by AI, just the uh, speed of the, the process for it to be more accurate um, as well, which means where you could spend, I don't know, um, six hours doing a segmentation um, on, on anatomy. Now you could do that like in two hours or 30 minutes for in fact, so depending on which anatomy it is. So a lot of our technology is adapted um, to AI technology to be able to do that. We are also working on, you know, your... Um, Argumented reality, so your AR technology, where that will get integrated in, into this system as well, which is actually already developed is in, in the in the process of um, approval, so surgeons can have more realistic um, experiences when they have either you know they're doing patient planning or they're creating an implant, they can sort of experience that without having to print that out, and that's to make it more affordable um, within the the hospital environment, within the teaching environment, whether that's through on tech or universities, um, you know where engineers our medical schools so overall um it, it is all about holistic approach and how we bring it all together so when you first started with um um materialize that was about four years ago there were four of you how many in your team now and what are those jobs like what has it expanded to and what are the roles in those in those was three of us when we originally started and of course we have a large global team that give us the support yeah. we can run here with just three of us we have a whole whole team of people um legal marketing um you know sales assistants um all from uh europe and and apac but um yeah now we there's seven of us um so we have additional account managers that manage each, por- each portfolio compared to before you know where it used to just be managed by by three people uh a team leader michael matthews who looks after the team and runs the job, um team he's been with us i think what, two years now two and a half years uh doing a fantastic job uh we have an engineer present here now as well well before we actually used to have engineers present in, in belgium and um in malaysia we actually have a engineer now who is a graduate from qut uh from biomedical engineering that we hired um i guess that's also an inspiration where you know we can take on local talents that are studying in, in the field and are the research and innovators to grow and I think for the future for Materialize, I would really like to sort of see for us to be able to do mass um, production here um, on this side of the world for, for 3D printing, um, you know, for our devices. Mm. And do you see that in the VPAC region anyway? <laughs> yeah, do you see that happening in the near future? We can be like, persuasive. I think we're, we're, the data's right. I'm sure HQ will, will be on board. I mean, they, you know. That that's that's the dream. So we'd like to see some of that here. That which means you know more job creation um, in in Australia, not just Queensland. We are a very diverse company. You can work from anywhere. So it does mean a large growth, which means the latest technology in three D printing technologies, which means less lead time for hospitals for some of the devices. Like you know, like we were talking about metal um, implants, which hospitals can't really produce unless they're really well equipped and set up for it. That's expensive. Um, health and safety is very high. You need like um, rooms, you know, proper rooms set up so nothing blows up, <laughs> for an example. So, um, you know, hazard wise. So, you know, if we can bring some of that, our experience here, I think we will really see that field grow. And you're based at the Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct, aren't you? Right here on the Gold Coast. Uh, we're based at Griffith um, University at the moment in the engineering okay. building, but the, the yeah, when we originally uh, moved here, that is the purpose to be based at the Gulfos Health Knowledge Precinct when the new ADAPT building is built. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so my last question, and you've been fabulous. I don't understand half of what you do, 
but it's it's amazing. Um, how do you balance your roles and responsibilities as a founder, a manager, an ambassador, a researcher, and a mum of four children? Like seriously, how do you do that, Monica? Um, I. <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, you know, I'm a very passionate person and I'm driven by passion. So whatever I do, if I'm not passionate about it, I simply won't do it. And to me, um, you know, it materializes like the backbone of what I do. I've, I've learned so much, you know, being in my role at Materialize and I'm, you know, very grateful for them to actually have given me the opportunity to be able to create on tech. You know, Materialize is unique like that. I don't think you hear very often where you can be part of a company and to be able to create your own company. And they've given me a lot of support and knowledge and um, experience and they have really been um, a strong backbone of creating on tech. So they, you know, so I think that really sort of helps me juggle the, the two where they kind of some way sometimes merge into one. Because they are both in the similar field, so they're not very different in, in, in what it is in, in my role. So I think that that really helps. One uh, complements the other too, doesn't it, really? Exactly, exactly right, exactly right. So, And, and that's what it, when I was saying, that holistic approach, they both sort of complement each other and fit into it, not sort of, they do complement each other and fit into each other. So it just makes it, I think, much easier for me to manage um, and keep that passion going, that's for sure. Um, kids, I think well, that's always, <laughs> always a juggle, as we know. <laughs> Four kids. Uh, yeah, it's busy. It's a busy household, but you know, my family's fantastic and I couldn't do it without, without my husband, you know, um, the, all the traveling I do and, um, you know, the dinners and everything. He, he really is my backbone at home, I guess. Um, for me to be able to sort of focus and it is like having two jobs and, and my kids are pretty amazing. They're all very independent and my oldest has moved out and he's going to be a father soon. So I'm going to be a grandma. So yeah, so they are very dependent children, and I'm, I'm I'm very blessed that they are independent, which allows me to be able to do what I do, and hopefully I inspire them in some way. I'm sure you do. Um, so you're new to the Gold Coast, and I did say the last question was the last one, but this one truly will be the last one for you. You've moved to the Gold Coast. Can you tell me what is it about the Gold Coast, not just in the business world, but it, what keeps you on the Gold Coast, and and yeah, what is it that you love about the Gold Coast personally? I, I personally think Gold Coast is amazing. I mean, before we moved here, my husband and I, neither of us had been here before to the Gold Coast. We'd been to Sydney, we'd been to Melbourne, you know, we knew about WA. It really was, you know, we sort of um, went, okay, well, where do we want to live? And I did, a, you know, being who I am, a business person, a lot of analysis as to, you know, what Gold Coast offered, what WA offered, what the living thing was. And they really sort of tipped it for me. I think it was, um, you know, people see it as a very touristic destination, which it is. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, where else would you want to go every summer? You know, everything's at your doorstep, mm-hmm. the beaches, the theme parks, all of that. Um, I just felt it would be really, really good for our kids. And grounding the kids was the most important thing, because if your kids are unhappy, you can't live somewhere. So we wanted to give them an environment where, you know, it was kids friendly, where they would be able to be independent and explore and experience new things quite different to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, work-wise, it was a bit different too. We were coming into the unknown. We both came here with no job. We just took a chance and sort of went, okay, look, you know, what is it going to do for us? And, you know, it, it was a very positive um, change for my family. And, you know, my husband has his own business. He, he runs here and, and um, commercial cleaning. And, you know, I've sort of, you know, have changed a couple of jobs around. But it's it offers everything, you know, from career to have a good family lifestyle. And 
you know, I go away on holiday and I come back home and this feels like a holiday. Like I, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like nothing compares. Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you're saying. It's a really hard way to describe it. For me, nothing compares, like nothing can be where I live. I know. I often think now, where where will I go? And I look at other beaches, and I'm going, hang on, I've got I've got the best beach here, haven't I? So why am I doing that? You know. So I totally understand what you're saying, and I guess you know, um, when you're talking about your children, we've also got brilliant universities and training colleges. We here for for kids, like you know, they don't have to leave any longer to to study and to get jobs. Exactly right. Everything's like you know, a, a trend tram ride away for them which makes it very 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 accessible um i think it's very um you know uh family friendly it's very safe you know where we live it's it feels it feels like home it's a community that's what it is everyone looks out for each other if something was going to happen before you know it it's on the community pages you know everyone's aware (laughs) and news tells to laugh um you you do feel you do feel safe and um i think it's fantastic for children they do have a lot of lot of opportunities there's something happening all the time Look, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Monica. I um, I can't wait to see how all this evolves. I mean, for the benefit, I mean, the thought that, you know, I can have a replacement when I need my hip replacement or something, hopefully I don't, but you know what it is, um, that I can have a purpose-built one that just is part of my body is just the most amazing thing. Um, So thank you so much. And thank you for all the hard work you do. Gosh, you make a difference. So thank you. No, thank you. I mean, you know, it's people like yourselves, I think, that that highlight, you know, what actually happens sometimes. So much happens and so many positive things happen, you know, and you don't really hear about it. So, no, thank you for um, having me and and highlighting some of the things that we want to do in, in the future. And, yeah, the future is exciting. It is. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. For a complete list of podcast episodes and transcripts, go to rdagoldcoast.org.au slash podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter.